I'm not your second choice or your backup plan, so don't text me when you're bored. I was thinking, how do we feel when we are made a second choice? When the coach doesn't pick you for the varsity team, when your best friend ignores you and does not respond to you, when you go for a job interview, you never hear back from them. How do you feel? And this little meme on the internet summarized it for me. The story of Hazrat Abdullah bin Jubair radiallahu anhu is the story of making first choice. It's the story of making someone your first and your right choice. It was 13 years after the prophethood of Rasulullah the persecution in Mecca was now fierce. There was actually death threats against the prophet. And 70 men had traveled from Medina to meet Rasulullah They were asked to come in the middle of the night in ones and twos. It was so dangerous. Near the valley of Aqaba, these 70 men are meeting Prophet Muhammad and Hazrat Abbas, who was Prophet's uncle but not a Muslim at that time, he's telling these people that if the Prophet is to move to Medina, you will have to make him your first choice. You will have to obey him. You will have to listen to him. And all your friendships and everything else is going to be after your allegiance to the Prophet. Hazrat Abdullah bin Jubair was one of those 70 men. Everybody's weighing their options. And after listening to everything, these 70 men ask the Prophet a timeless question. They say, O oh, Prophet of Allah, what will be our reward? What's in it for us? That's what we ask. Before doing anything, human beings want that question answered. Rasulullah sallallahu said, your reward shall be paradise. Now, the reality is within three years, within days and weeks actually, of that meeting in Aqaba, Rasulullah sallallahu moved to Medina. Within three years, the Battle of Fahud came. 3,000 Meccans are now attacking the same humble Muslims. And this time, the Prophet makes a first choice. Rasulullah is trying to put the plan for this defensive battle against these Meccans. And there is a man known to be the best archer in Medina. His name is Abdullah bin Jubair. Rasulullah makes him the commander of this 50-man cavalry. And he appoints them on this hill called Jabal Roma, which is right across from the mountain of Uhud. You could go there today. You could climb it in a couple of minutes, the small hill. And the Prophet gives him a very specific instruction. He says, you do not leave this place. If you see us conquering the enemy, you do not leave this place. 
If you see the enemy conquering us, you do not leave this place until to the point that if you see birds snatching on our flesh, you do not leave this place. Very specific instructions, but we all know what happened next. Famous story. Very quickly, Muslims gain the upper hand. Everybody feels the battle is over. We are one. We have won. The army is actually gathering spoils of war, and these 50 men can see it from the mountain. They have a view. You know, they are up there. And they say, now we can go and gather spoils of war. And Abdullah bin Jubair says, no. Don't you remember the instructions given to us? But they say, but the battle is over. We have to go. And 40 out of these 50 men, righteous men, Allah has forgiven them in Holy Quran, righteous Sahaba get tempted. Abdullah bin Jubair is left on the mountain with about 10 of his companions pleading for them, don't go. Temptation, my brothers and sisters, makes us go for the wrong choice. There's a sequence to life. There's certain things you always do first Sometimes it happens subconsciously. Even we're not making a choice. Every day, you drink about six, seven, eight glasses of water. But you will drink a soft drink here and there. You'll drink a Coke or a Sprite, whatever you like. But imagine if you reversed that choice. Imagine if you made Coke your first choice, and you were drinking eight glasses of Coke every day. And you just caught some water here and there in a week. You know what would happen to your body? Within weeks, the acid in the soda will destroy the enamel and your teeth will be broken. Within weeks and months, you will be consuming five to 6,000 more additional calories every day. You'll gain weight. Within months and years, you'll have diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease. And then you know, your body will have a lot of fluid, but your cells will be thirsty. And you'll only crave more Coke. Is that what we are doing to our souls? Is that what's happening internally? Because we can't just see the impact. I love this device, by the way. I think it's a beautiful device, these smartphones we have. But you know, they say technology is an excellent servant by a terrible master. Are we able to control this technology? Because that's where I would argue most of your temptations, my temptations, are coming to us through a screen these days, mostly this screen. What is happening to our soul? When there is time for salat, instead of doing dua, we are on, your, on our phones. When there is namaz going on, first of all, we may not do salat, but if we are doing salat, our mind is on the 50 notifications that are piling up. The moment our salam is in, our phones are out. Studies show that we check our phone more than 50 times a day. Are we doing istighfar more than 50 times a day? Are we connecting with God as well more than 50 times a day? And by the way, no, no one judging anyone. I'm no one to judge you. But we must, each one of us, judge ourselves. We must do that. When you go on YouTube, what kind of videos YouTube is recommending you? When you're on Netflix, when you're on Facebook, Instagram, what are the algorithms recommending you? Are they sending you 
the questions and answers of Rasul uh, Khalifatul Masih Rabe? Or are they giving you other recommendations? Internet knows you. Balil insanu ala nafsihi basira. Walau alka ma'azira. Allah Ta'ala says in Holy Quran, Nay, man is a witness against himself. Even though he puts forward his excuses. We can put our excuses, that's fine. I can tell you anything. I know the reality deep down. Abdullah bin Jubair did not put forward any excuses. He did not say 40 people, 80% of my cavalry is gone, so I can't put up a defense. He gathered all his arches, all his arrows, because he knew that Khalid bin Walid on the other side has seen that weakness in the Muslim army. Meccans who were at the verge of a defeat regrouped Khalid bin Walid, Ikrima, and Amr bin Alas, warriors, got together and did exactly what was not supposed to happen. They did exactly that Rasulullah was concerned about. They came from Rair and they attacked Muslims from that passage that these archers were supposed to guard. Abdullah bin Jubair shot every arrow that he had. The enemy is still getting closer to him. He's out of arrows. He, he just grabs a spear and tries to defend the Prophet, tries to defend Muslims with a spear. The enemy gets even closer. He takes out a sword and fights, but he's outnumbered. History books say it was Ikrima who martyred him. They not only killed him, they dismembered him, they mutilated his body, they cut his arms, his legs, his head, his intestines were coming out. Khawat bin Jubair, Hazrat Abdullah's brother, who was on that hill with him, later that evening buried him in the valley. Meccans thought Abdullah bin Jubair died. But Abdullah bin Jubair never dies. He only transcends. He transcended. The materialistic society, however, that we are so enamored with is dying in front of our eyes. Day in and day out, despite this hyper-connectivity in America, 50% of the youth are feeling lonely. Despite so much education, there is more cases of sexually transmitted diseases being diagnosed in America every year as compared to cancer. And despite Netflix binging and endless TV dramas and our stock markets going up, 20% of Americans are living with a mental disorder, one in five. And despite becoming a surveillance nation, 20,000 murders are taking place in our country every day. And get this, for every murder, there are two people killing themselves, more suicides, double the number of murders. Which surveillance camera is going to prevent a suicide? See, when you start drinking Coke instead of water, there are consequences. When we start giving preference to materialistic world in front of Allah, there are consequences for our soul. Allah Ta'ala has warned us about those consequences in Holy Quran. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ And be not like those who forgot Allah, and He caused them to forget their souls. Coke drinkers, 
will get hooked on coke. We cannot escape this reality only because we are born so late. Every era has its ohud. Every era has its temptation, but every era also has its Abdullah bin Jubair. Those who are going to stand up to that large majority, and they're going to say, I will not leave this mountain. Ikrima, while killing or martyring Abdullah bin Jubair radiallahu anhu, didn't know that his own Uhud was waiting for him 11 years later. Within five years of Uhud, Ikrima, Khalid bin Walid, and Amr bin Alas were all Muslims. Abdullah bin Jubair had transcended. Six years later, in the Battle of Yarmouk, Ikrima was fighting valiantly for Islam, not against Islam. And at the end of that day, he was outnumbered by the Byzantines, and people thought we had lost that war. And Ikrima became a martyr that day. And Muslims won that war. Abdullah bin Jubair had transcended. Hadrat Masih Maud salam says, Harik zamana me alehda alehda imtihan or azmaishua kartiye. He says, every era has its own trial, has its own difficulties. What is the trial of our era? It's written on our bath form. Medin ko dunya pe mukaddam karunga. That's the trial. I shall give precedence to my faith over all my worldly affairs. Stay on the mountain. You will get the spoils of war. It does not mean we become hermits. It does not mean we become monasticism is not prescribed in Islam. Hazrat Masih Maud says, Hazrat Masih Maud alayhi salatu wasalam says, Islam ye nahi sikhata ke bilkul dunya ko tarak kar do. Islam does not teach us that you completely reject this world. Balke wo ye taaleem deta hai ke dunya kamao, mehnat karo, he says, Islam teaches that you should earn this world. Work hard. But when there is a com competition between the two, you prefer your hereafter. The problem is not that people are bad. This is the Jamaat of Masih Salam. These are very good people, each and every one of you. Very good people. These are the best of the people. Kuntum khaira ummah. The problem is we're living in the time of Dajjal. The temptations are just so strong. That's the problem. But I've talked to many people whom I consider Abdullah bin Jubairs in this day and age, men and women. Some in my family, of course. They have a secret, which I'm going to share with you. What are these Abdullah bin Jubairs doing? How are they winning? By making Allah their first choice. I'm not your second choice. I'm not your backup plan. Don't text me when you're bored, remember? So simple solution is do your salat before you turn on your laptop. The simplest solution is that you read your Quran and you teach your children to read the books of Masih before they go and read the books of colleges and universities. The simple solution is pay your chanda first, not last. Be the first. 
to give God's due and then pay your expenses. The simple solution is invest in your hereafter first. Do it, then go and invest in real estate if you must. Those are the simplest solutions. Commit to your modesty and your hijab first, and then commit to that great college. And then take care of the moral training of your children first, men and women. And then, yes, go pursue your professions. The love of this world has seeped so deep. We don't even realize, I'm telling you, the temptations, it's hard. But we must, we are at war with this materialism. And we must win this battle. We must win this war. Hazrat Masih Maud says, Tum khuda ki akhri jamaat ho. You are that last jamaat of Allah Ta'ala. And he has appointed a man on the mountain for us today, Khadrat Khalifatul Masih, who sees far and wide. Even if you take away the spiritual angle, the man on the mountain, his vision is so further out than any one of us. What is he telling us? That's all we need to remember. Go back, listen to all his sermons, but specifically November 2nd, 2018. Hazrat gave us a line-by-line -line script of where we are running away from that mountain. And our ladies, do you know what happened at Yarmouk, where Abdullah bin Jubair transcended into Ikrama? Muslims were about to lose that battle too. The Muslim men were retreating, they were running away. But the Muslim women were in tents. They uprooted their tents. And with their tent poles, they charged against their own men and forced them back into that battle. When you see us retreating from that battle, from that mountain where Khalifatul Masih wants us, don't give us praise for earning more money. Send us back in that battlefield. When you see us on our laptops while there is namaz time, send us towards that battle. Don't admire us. You're very influential. 83% of all consumer decisions in America are driven by women. We know your influence. Use that influence to send us back on the mountain. But we are afraid because we are sinful. How can I be Abdullah bin Jubair? When you go up on Jablur Roma, you feel very small. I don't know about you. A few years ago, Allah blessed me to be there. I felt like a particle. You think of Abdullah bin Jubair and you think of your own sins. There's nothing. I'm not trying to be humble. Allah knows. I know myself. You know yourself. We must take self-accountability. You feel very small. But the same prophet who wants us to guard the mountain tells us in a hadith of Qudsi, Allah says, O son of Adam, if you come to me with an earth full of sins, I will grant you earth full of mercy. That is our God. This is not a God who says, when you're in trouble, even though I know you made me your second choice, even though I've been your backup plan, but don't text me when your child is sick. Don't text me when you have that big test coming. Don't text me when you don't have a job. Don't text me when your in-laws are bothering you. He says, come to me. I'll take care of you. This is the Allah that we are running away from. So my dear brothers and sisters, 
action time. Khalifatul Masih has told us so many times that our slogans are no good, that all our emotion is no good. If we come to this jalsa and we don't make a personal change, Hazur recently said in Germany, he said, this jalsa is no good. I've got to come up with my action item, whatever personal change I have to make, and you've got to come yours. But we must attack the enemy with the same weapon that they're coming to us with. Take out your phones. This is not a speech where take out your phones right now and jot down an action item for yourself. I don't care, you know, whether it's in your voice memos, it's in your notes, it's a draft email. Do it right now. And when you do it, you commit to it. And if you're too embarrassed right now to do it, do it by the end of the day. But otherwise, it's all of no use. We did not come here to watch a drama. This is Jalsa Salana of Hazrat Masih Maud It's a tough road. Becoming Abdullah bin Jubair is possible, not easy. Masih Maud says, Khuda zebah karta hai, phir zinda karta hai. Allah slaughters and then gives you life again. When you will start climbing that mountain again, you know your biggest barrier after this phone is going to be your own friends. Your friends. They're going to remind you of your past. They're going to laugh at you. Oh, you, we know you. Oh, we know you, what you posted on Facebook last year. They are the ones who are going to stop you. Masih Maud alayhi salatu wa salam says, Qawme hasi aur thatha karengi aur dunia sakht karahat ke saath pesh aegi. Nations will mock you. And the world will look at you with disgust. Your friends will embarrass you. They will threaten to expose you. But listen to this. Hazrat Masih Maud alayhi salatu wa salam says, جب اللہ سے انسان کا سچا تعلق ہو جاوے تو وہ کل خطائیں بخش دیتا ہے When a man establishes true relationship with Allah Ta'ala He forgives all sins پھر کبھی شرمندہ نہیں کرتا Never embarrasses again کبھی ذکر ہی نہیں کرتا Does not even mention اس کی پردہ پوشی فرماتا ہے Allah will grant you that cover My dear brothers and sisters Let's rise up. Let's make sure that this world knows that you are our backup plan, not our mission. Let's make sure that we use these phones for good, for the purposes of Allah. Let's make sure we consume water at its right quantity. And yes, there is coke for you when you, when you deserve. Let's make sure that we Go back on that mountain. We can't run from it anymore. And let's make sure that with deep prayer, with intense istighfar, we allow Abdullah bin Jubair to transcend into us. And once that happens, it's only fair for you to ask the same question that he asked. What's in it for me? Why should we do it? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left us an answer to that timeless question in the timeless book, Holy Quran. Allah Ta'ala says, 
إِنَّ and for those who say our Lord is Allah and remain steadfast, angels descend on them. Allah tahafu wala tahzanu wa abshiru bil jannatillati kuntum tu'adun. They say, fear not nor grieve. Rejoice in the paradise that you were promised. Nahnu awliyaukum. We are your friends. Allah says, we are your friends fil dunya wa fil in this world and the hereafter walakum fiha ma tashtahi anfusukum walakum fiha ma taddaun therein you will have all that your souls will desire and therein you will have all that you will ask for wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin